Welcome to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies with John Balserac. John has been in the financial services industry for over 20 years and has dedicated his business career to helping families accomplish their financial goals by focusing on their core values, which involve balance and clarity of all four asset classes, financial, intellectual, social, and human. Contact John Balserac at 888-949-7475 or on the web at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. And now here's John to help you create lifestyles and build legacies. And welcome back to another show of Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. I'm your host, John Balzerak, with A4 Wealth Advisors and my amazing co-host, the one and only Tony Shore. Tony, how are you this morning? Oh, I am so good, John. Great to be here. Thanks again for having me on your program. Love the show. And it's always a beautiful day here on Creating Lifestyles. Especially when it's not snowing up there, right? Yeah. no, we got some warm weather. Yeah, finally. Yeah. That's a good thing. Well, we have an awesome topic today. Uh, a lot of clients have been asking about this, and of course, no one has a crystal ball, but we want to make sure that clients and prospective clients are prepared. So the title for today's show is, Is Your Retirement Prepared for a Bear Market? Now, you know, we don't like to be naysayers or negative, but look, we haven't really had a bear market, a real bear market since 2008. And now we're, what, in 2019? Yeah. So, you know, this has been over a 10-year strong bull market. A lot of people made a lot of money in the stock market. And we believe in equities for the long term. But a lot of people out there, Tony, are transitioning uh, from working to retiring. And maybe they shouldn't have all their money in equities. And are they prepared to pull income out, especially if we do get a big pullback in the markets, which we haven't had for a very long time? Uh, you know, what we found out is a lot of people out there are not prepared. And in 2007, there was many people out there that had all their money in equities, some in a very aggressive equities. Yeah. And let's just say it was a million bucks. And at the end of 2008, you had 500,000. Well, you can't create the same income plan that you could with a million. So we're going to talk about de-risking your portfolio and what to do, because it's not if we get another bear market, Tony, it's when. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. No one has a crystal ball. We don't know when or how bad it'll be, but uh, we need to be prepared. And with all the volatility we're seeing in the markets because of things like uh, trade wars, other things, uh, we are seeing a lot of volatility. And so uh, you want to make sure that your uh, retirement savings aren't going to be negatively affected by that or an upcoming bear market. But before we uh, go much further... Explain exactly what a bear market is so we're all on the same page. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's a great uh, way to start. So if you look at investopedia.com, uh, that's a great resource, by the way, for listeners out there. A bear market is really a condition in which security prices fall and widespread pessimism causes the stock market's downward spiral. You know, we see like a lot of people, I don't want to call it panic selling, but it's kind of that. And although figures can vary, typically a downturn of 20% or more over a two-month period is considered an entry into a bear market. So 20% or more over two months, 
that would be what we would call a trigger uh, for entry into a bear market. So let's go back to October 19th of 1987. Tony, what were you doing back then? Um, I was working for a top 40 radio station in Minneapolis as a, as a radio announcer. Wow. Was your hair long back then? It was. It was longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you go back then, and that was often referred to as Black Monday. You know, that, oh, yeah. th- that was an example, okay? On that day, the stock market plummeted all over the world. And as cited in the Street.com article, you know, what was Black Monday and what has changed since then? Well, the stock market fell that day 22.6%. And that was the largest single trading session fall in history to that point, even larger than the stock market crash of 1929, believe it or not. And it took the stock market two years to return to the level it was before Black Monday of 1987. Now, one thing I will tell you, if you ever buy an index chart for Morningstar and you look at, you know, going back to 1900 through 2019, 1987 looks like a little blip. If you look long term, but if you were in the market that day, I mean, it felt like the end of the world was happening. Yeah. If you had everything, if you had all your eggs in the market or all your savings tied to the market, uh, then you were in big trouble, especially if you needed the access to that money anytime soon. Exactly right. So, you know, analysts aren't expecting a repeat of Black Monday. Uh, but it's important to keep such events in the back of your mind because, you know, these things do happen. Yeah. And so why why is that important? Well, you know, Tony, I think it's important to remember that bear markets are a normal part of investing. You know, I, everybody wants the market to go straight up forever. Yeah. That's not how it works. Um, and according to a CNBC article, Eight Things You Need to Know About Bear Markets, If you look from 1900 through 2013, there were 32 bear markets, or one every 3.5 years. In addition to that, uh, a market recovered in an average of 10 months after a correction. Uh, Most recently, we experienced a bear market for a period of 17 months between October of 07 and March of 2009. And I will tell you, you know, a lot of people lost 40, 45, some lost 50%. Now, if you understand markets, you know, March of 2009 was a phenomenal buying opportunity. But too many people that were too close to retirement had all their money in aggressive equities. And to change, you know, once you're down 50%, you know, you now got to get 100% return just to get back to even. So that really derails your long-term planning you really want to have the right asset allocation before you go into this kind of a bear market. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Uh, what what can lead to a bear market? What causes that? Well, um, you know, dips in the market can have many different causes, and you know, we'll we'll discuss a few, Tony, on the show. Uh, I think first off, economic and geopolitical factors can weigh heavily on the market's performance. Um, you know, what that really means is things like international policy, regime changes, political violence, uh, and ex- unexpected election results, and even war. Uh, you know, that all those things cause what we call uncertainty, and the market hates it. And, you know, we saw that really in December of 2018. You know, the Fed was aggressively acting like they were going to keep raising r- interest rates. 
Um, you know, there was no potential deal on the table between the U.S., China, and some other countries for trade. Um, you know, those things caused a lot of banks. We saw a big sell-off in the fourth quarter. But a lot of those things worked themselves out, and Q1 of 19 was pretty good. Um, so the causes of bear markets often vary from, you know, different events. And there's many economic slowdowns uh, that we usher in bear markets, you know. So it's in bear market entry, again, going back to Investopedia.com, notes that signs of an economic slowdown, you know, what would that mean? Like unemployment would be rising, okay? Right now, unemployment's excellent. But if we see that unemployment number dropping off, uh, that means people are going to have less disposable income, which means they're not going to spend money. Uh, weak productivity, um, you know, numbers and car sales and things like that. There's a lot of economic indicators. So if we see employment go down and, and disposable income spending going down, GDP going down, these are all signs uh, of entering a bear market. Well, what other factors are out there that could fuel a turn toward a bear market then, John? Yeah, so a market correction can easily transform into a bear market due to prolonged periods of investor uncertainty like we just discussed. Um, and bear markets can develop when the market isn't able to support stock prices. So if you look at the tech bubbles, they burst in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, we saw companies, you bought, you bought them for $2 and they were worth 100 bucks in five months and there was no valuations that supported that. Well, they came crashing down. Um, economic and political climates may also sink investor confidence. And in turn, that can affect the market. Uh, and in fact, Tony, you know, this is according to a December 2018 CNN.com article, or investors are hypersensitive to politics. Now, we won't get into politics in this show, um, but you could just turn on any news channel and just see how divided the country is. And oh, a yeah. survey of uh, 1,000 investors, 40% felt that politics were extremely or very important. And 70% of those investors admitted that news headlines regularly influence their investment decisions. Now, you know, we've always tried to tell clients, you know, don't invest or don't mix your politics and your investing because um, you can wind up getting hurt. And we think that that's true to this day, you know. That doesn't mean we don't watch things like trade wars and things like that, but we, we'd rather look fundamentally at the companies we're investing in and how they're poised versus overshadowing politics because we've seen a lot of people make grave mistakes, you know, putting all their money in gold because they think that, you know, Trump's going to kill the economy or this or that, and we've had a huge bull market. And there's a, there's a million other examples we could use out there. But, you know, don't, don't put everything into, into politics, but we see that a lot of people are concerned about it. Well, it seems like there's no shortage of factors out there that can feed or cause a bear market then. Yes, that's absolutely true. You know, retirement is so important for so many people and your financial well-being, you know, shouldn't be at the mercy of inherently volatile markets, you know. You need to have your asset buckets allocated in different buckets. And we've talked about this on many shows, Tony, that most people don't have any plan at all. None. You know, as we enter the summer months here, we know that most people will spend more time planning their family vacation than they will their financial future. It's crazy, but it's true. Um, so we want to help people shore that up, you know. And if you're out there listening today, you don't have a plan, you're like many other people, 
We would love to help you get a plan. Uh, you can give our office a call toll-free at one 7361 Again, 855-260-7361. We'd love to have you come in and sit down with you and see if we can help you. All right, and listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages with more of John Balserac here on Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from A4 Wealth Advisors now by going to a4wealth.com or by calling us at 888-949-7475. And welcome back to Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host, the man with the plan, is John Balserac from A4 Wealth Advisors. And John, today you've been talking about preparing our retirement and our retirement savings for bear markets. And in the first segment, you detailed some of the things that contribute to these bear markets. Uh, One of our resources uh, today is that bear market entry on Investopedia. Uh, But now I know you want to talk about, you said during the break you wanted to talk about a bear market's different stages. I I didn't know bear markets had different stages. I haven't thought about that before. So what's the first stage then, John? Yeah, um, you know, going back to Investopedia, you know, they know that the first stage is usually characterized by high prices and strong investor sentiment. Now, that kind of sounds like today. Uh, Investor sentiment is the overall attitude toward a particular market. This phase ends when investors leave the market and take their profit with them. Um, That money is leaving the market triggers a bear market, okay? And goes into the second stage. And that's when the stock prices fall and trading slows and corporate profits shrink. So, you know, the first, you almost have this euphoria and... We are kind of getting back to that stage, and I just have to be honest about it, right? I mean, people are feeling really good. You know, banks are kind of loosening up, and uh, money and credit's easy, and prices are high. <laughs> After they sell, the market falls, trading slows, profits shrink. And obviously, you know, as previously positive economic indicators will begin trending downward. <laughs> so when these factors combine, Tony, some investors become uneasy and some panic. And when we see the panic selling, that's when, uh, you know, capitulation is also called panic selling. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's not good. In fact, I think about those movies like Trading Places and Wall Street. Uh, You think of a sell-off, those panic brokers waving the papers, yelling, sell, 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 right? That's exactly right, you know. Um, And Hollywood often uses that you know, imaginary to show panic selling, but it does happen. And that depiction of panic selling leads us to bear markets third stage. In this stage, we see speculators who are willing to take on risk with the hope of profiting when stocks rebound. And speculators often have a much shorter investment time frame than traditional long-term investors. Now, you know, you go back to March of 2009, you know, people were down 40 to 
I mean, you had to have a little bit of you know what to be jumping in the market at that point, right? I mean, um, but that was actually one of the best buying opportunities, you know. So we, we try to paint that picture for people out there that don't understand the markets or are new to this. That you know, sometimes uh, when things are at the precipice of looking as worse as they can be, that could be actually a really good time to start investing. Um, so, and, and when speculators start investing in the market, some prices and trading activity will increase. In a bear market's final stage, you know, stock prices slowly drop, and these lower prices eventually bring investors back. And then we pave the way back to a bull market. So hopefully that makes sense. Well, yeah, that definitely makes sense. And uh, that that's very helpful. So a bear market is a little bit then like a market correction from what you're saying. Uh, what are some of the differences between the two, between a bear market and what's called a correction? Yeah, so a correction is not a bear market, and a bear market is not a correction. We'll start with that. Um, though they do share some common traits, you know, corrections provide value, investors an opportunity to get into the market. However, because it's difficult to determine the best time to invest in a bear market, they're rarely a good opportunity for investors. And when you work with a, you know, a financial services professional, you know, they can help you make important financial decisions, uh, such as creating investment plans to fit your unique situation. And, you know, you know, people say, well, when's the exact right time to get in? Well, there is no exact right time. But I can tell you it's time in the market, not timing the market that counts. So for long-term investors, the sooner you get invested and the longer you're invested, the better you're going to do. But if we do see a correction or a bear market happen, you know, we have money on the sidelines or new money to invest, that's going to help. That's really going to help you because you're, you're over-leveraging or buying stocks when they're on the cheap. And long-term, that's going to be definitely in your best interest. Well, John, that makes sense. That helps clarify it a bit. And the market we're currently in is an extended bull market, right? That's correct, Tony. You know, um, though we're currently experiencing a significant bull market, the longest in history, and then this is according to August 2018 CNBC.com article entitled 3,453 Days Later, the U.S. bull market becomes the longest on record. And it would be viewed as irresponsible to think it will continue forever. And that's what we try to, you know, tell clients, listen, you know, people, they have a return expectation that's sometimes unrealistic because they don't factor in bear markets or they forgot about how they, how they work. And the market could continue trending upward for a while. I mean, if this whole trade thing gets worked out, it could be a nice shot in the arm. But don't be surprised if at some point in time or sooner than later that we do have a bigger pullback. You know, and corrections might be 10%. Bear markets might be more than 20 um, it, it's important to remain committed to your overall investment plan. You know, if, if things start going down, you don't pull your equities all out, okay? Sometimes you average down and buy more, uh, but you also need to make sure that you have some safe money solutions out there too or some other asset classes that aren't going to go down with the market if you need income. So for people out there that are retiring or retiring soon or are needing income out of their portfolio, big time to change their asset allocation and their philosophy. If you're not in the accumulation or growth mode, or growth mode, you're in the maybe the income phase, distribution mode, you need to be invested differently. Because, you know, one of the big risks out there 
is called the sequencer return risk, and that's pulling money out of a bear market as stock prices are falling. And we'll get into that a little bit later. So we should avoid, though, that time frame that spec speculators use, that shorter time frame, right? It, yeah, absolutely. You know, speculators are looking at a very short time horizon. They want to get in at a low point and then sell quickly when the market turns, obviously, in their favor. And it can be dangerous for an inexperienced investor to chase the same returns that maybe an experienced speculator is seeking, okay? With the stock market's success in recent years, I think it's uh, also important to remember that, you know, there will be bad times uh, in the market. And there will be time, you know, the good times and bad times. But, you know, for the average investor out there, having a good asset allocation and staying invested for the long term is extremely important. So, you know, we want to encourage listeners out there, Tony, uh, that have worried about bear markets, you know, what they can do with their retirement savings, and again, revisit their asset allocation. You know, maybe they shift to safer type investments and maybe look for something that's going to generate more income versus growth because, you know, value or income stocks are not going to be depressed as much as growth stocks will be in the next bear market. So how does this impact the individual investor then? You know, if you're not, um, you know, properly allocated in a market correction or bear market hits, or if you're invested more aggressively than you should be, uh, you may have much greater exposure once the market downturn begins. And we see this happen all the time where people come in and they take what's called a color of money risk analysis that we, we have. And, you know, let's say that they score an 85, um, or I'm sorry, let's say that they score a 45, but they're invested as an 85. You know, the higher the number, the more risk you're taking. That's a person that needs to be very cautious, especially if you're within 10 years of retirement, because you're not going to have as much time to rebound as, say, someone who has 20 plus years. So the closer you are to retiring and your paycheck stops, the more cautious you have to begin. And make sure that your color, your color of money risk analysis matches your investments. But how does the color of money risk analysis uh, accomplish all this? Well, first of all, you know, we try to make it simple, Tony. Um, and it's, an, it's 11 questions, okay? We can do it online. We use technology. But it's quick and clearly assesses your current financial picture. And it provides a roadmap that's designed around your risk preferences. You know, some people out there hate volatility, don't want it. It also looks at your age and your amount of assets and what your runway is for retirement. Do you have 5, 10, 15, 20 years? And when we put all that together and we do an overlay, it's going to give you an actual score, you know, from 1 to 100. Um, and, you know, 100 being super aggressive, 1 being super conservative. Um, you know, and it's going to tell you how your asset allocation should be allocated. And it's going to help you categorize these assets into what we call red money. That's money that's at risk in the stock market or in ETFs or real estate. It's going to give us yellow money, which is basically red money, but it's professionally managed by a professional, actively managed. And then it's also going to tell us how much green money we need. Green money is safe and guaranteed, has principal protection. And we're going to look at all that. You know, maybe you have green money, but maybe it's not making enough rate of return. Maybe you've got red money, 
but maybe it's not actively managed, maybe it's not tax efficient. Um, you know, so we want to make sure that we're maximizing return, minimizing risk, and that you have a plan that goes behind the portfolio. You know, lots of people come in our office and they have assets, they have stock, they have bonds, they've got ETS, maybe they have some REITs, maybe they have an annuity, but they don't have an overall plan. And we want to make sure that people have plans. You know, we're a plan-driven company, not a product-driven company. And we think that that's very, very important for people to understand the differences. Well, maybe you could define some of those differences uh, between the three colors. We've talked about the color of money yep. uh, a lot on past shows, but I know it's really important and ties in with this message on how to uh, allocate your assets to weather the market storm. Sure. So, you know, we look at red money and that's assets that are subject to risk. Okay. Now, remember, if, it's, if it has risk, it means it can lose value. Now, you know, risk and return are inverse. The more risk you take, the more return profile you should get. Uh, you know, we always do a Morningstar report when people come in, and we assess how much red money they have and how much risk they're taking. If you're taking above average risk, let's say you're taking more risk than the S&P, but you're getting less returns, you need to fix that, okay? Now, yellow money, those are also monies uh, that are at risk. But again, they're professionally managed, okay, by someone who understands the markets, who's got, you know, maybe a CFA designation that's maybe been doing this for 20, 30 plus years, understands bear markets. And, you know, for a lot of people um, out there, they don't have time to manage their own money. So we believe that having actively managed professional money management is important for most people. You know, there are a few select people that can do it themselves, but most can't. You know, most will actually make a lot of mistakes, a lot of costly mistakes. And then a green money, again, is money that is not at risk. It's principally protected. Now, you're going to be limited in your growth potential because if it's green and it can't go down, um, you know, you're not going to make a ton of return. But there's an important reason to have green money. And one of those, like I said in an earlier segment, was the sequence of return risk. And that is if you have all your money in equities and you're pulling money out of your portfolio, the negative bear market years can decimate your portfolio unless you've got green money buckets where you can pull assets from in those down years. Let your yellow money or red money recover, okay? Don't take money out of those buckets if the markets are declining. So very, very important, and a lot of people really don't understand that. If you're having, um, if you need help with this or you need to get a second opinion, we recommend that you call our office toll free that toll-free number is 855-260-7361. You can also go to our website at www.a4, that's letter A numeric for wealth.com. All right. Well, that sounds great. And I know the color of money risk analysis is a great resource to make sense of our own risk tolerance. What are some other tips you have for people who uh, might want to build that secure retirement when a bear market is looming on the horizon out there. Yeah, you know, start weeding out investments that no longer fit your long-term investment strategy. You know, purging some investments can streamline your portfolio. You know, if you own dogs or bad stocks in your portfolio for a long time, you know, and you wouldn't buy them today for the reason you bought them for maybe 10 years ago, purge them. Um, avoid awkward investments, you know, that you don't understand, you know. Uh, if you don't understand it and your advisor can't explain it to you, maybe you shouldn't be in it. So I think that those are really, really important. Yeah. 
Uh, obviously. So um, we need to be able to achieve, achieve these goals. And you know, one of my daily goals is avoiding awkwardness. <laughs> well, that that's a good one, Tony. You know, we want to make sure that also clients have the, the amount of income that they need. Yeah. You know, do you have the right income providing investments um, that can provide income no matter what? If the market goes up or down, you're still going to get a monthly check. I think that that's really, really important for a lot of people out there. Um, that you own investments that are not going to follow equities that are going to give you guaranteed lifetime income. So again, it's putting together a comprehensive plan that counts at A4 Wealth. That's what we specialize in is retirement income planning and estate planning. So give us a call toll free anytime at 855-260-7361. We'd love to help you. All right. Thanks, John. And that does it for today's episode of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies with our host, John Balserat. Thank you for listening to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. Call 888-949-7475 or visit their website at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. John Balserzak and A4 Wealth Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 